Hey guys, and welcome to This Week in Barbecue. I am your host, Rashid Phillips. And This Week in Barbecue is a podcast that summarizes some of the best, some of the not so pleasant, but everything in between in regards to barbecue. If you're like me, things get hectic and a bit crazy throughout the week, and you may not be able to keep up with everything that's going on. That's fine. That's what I'm here for. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the ride as I bring you this week's news and barbecue. I promise you, news has never tasted so good. First and foremost, we all know the power of barbecue. And it's so powerful because a lot of love, time, dedication, and attention goes into it. And I absolutely love hearing how people use the craft of barbecue to do good. And that's exactly what we have in this first story today. In Chapman, South Carolina, our farm boys barbecue who are putting on their second annual Boston Butts Barbecue fundraiser. It's an amazing fundraiser. The butts go for about $35 and they end up at four to five pounds. This is done in memory of a fallen vet, Alex Gianni, and you can actually order these butts. You've got to get your pre-orders in by February 6th in order to make sure you get one, but all the funds are collected and it's done for an amazing cause. I love hearing stories like this, you know, I've gotten a barbecue just because I love the craft, I, I love the heritage, the story, and I love doing good with it. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, maybe this is your first time being introduced to me, I use my skill set with barbecue to do as much good as I can. I host what I call Pitmaster Santa every single holiday season where I make my brisket smoked gumbo and we give it away absolutely free. You can't buy it. The only way you can get a bowl is actually donate on wrap toys, which we collect and donate to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. You can do so much good with the craft of barbecue and a story like this really hits home. And I wish you guys nothing but the best of luck and keep on the amazing hard work. If you want to donate or if you want to learn more about it, I'm going to have all of this information in the show notes and on our website. So make sure to check it out. All right, let's get into some more news here on this week in barbecue. This one's kind of special. Hits home as well. Uh, The great, the amazingly talented Melissa Cookston has started up Barbecue All-Stars, and they're actually doing a Sausage 101 making class where you'll actually make fresh sausage and then be able to bring it home with you. You can actually sign up on their website. There's still time, so I'll drop this recording out now, and you'll still have roughly about a week to sign up and make sure you get to be part of that class. If you've actually watched the American Barbecue Showdown, you understand how much of a stickler and perfectionist that Melissa is for sausages and making, and she has amazing products there at her restaurant, so I completely understand why she'd want to pass along this knowledge to the public and to the community Please, if you've got some time or if you're just interested or if you want to gift somebody who's a barbecue fan a nice little weekend uh, hands-on course or class, this is it. This is it. Sign up. Information is below. Oh, I feel like I have to say this. This isn't sponsored. This isn't, you know, listen to me try to do anything like this. I just really dig it. I think it's really cool. And I think those who are in the craft of barbecue can always learn something new. And what better way to learn than a hands-on course? So check it out. All right, for this next bit of news, we're going to shoot over to the barbecue capital of the world, which that's what some people call it anyway. 
Lockhart, Texas. Why are we going to Lockhart, Texas? We're going to Lockhart, Texas to talk about the Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival. Wait, isn't it, isn't it usually held in Austin? Yes, it typically is held in Austin, but this year they're switching things up a bit. They're heading over to Lockhart, as uh, Daniel Vaughn said, and I quote, I think it's just overdue to change things up. Hey, we can't, can't really argue with that. He's not just changing things up just for the sake of it. They've actually amassed so many attendees and a following that they've just outgrown the venue in which they're at. So why not head over to Lockhart? There's a lot of heavy hitters in the barbecue community located in Lockhart. So I frankly don't hate the move. I think it's a great move and I'm definitely going to do my best to be there this year because they're spreading it over two days. They're going to have it on November 5th and November 6th. If you want more information on that, make sure to check out the links below. We'll tag everything, drop all the sources, but hopefully get to see you guys there at this year's festival. Definitely looking forward to it. Now, this next story is all about chicken. Well, it's more about perseverance than it is about chicken. This next story features and highlights the amazing pitmaster Matt Horn of Horn Barbecue. Now, what does chicken have to do with Matt Horn? I'll tell you. He has opened up his latest concept, Cowbird. And what's that have to do with perseverance? Matt has faced numerous trials and tribulations in opening his first establishment, Horn Barbecue, just fighting through COVID, fighting through city ordinances. And this man continued to persevere time and time and time again. He didn't let it stop him. And he opened up and Horn Barbecue is an amazing staple in Oakland is quickly becoming one of the greatest spots to visit. It is a must-stop spot. It's been featured in Eater, Foodie Insider, and so many more. But Matt didn't rest on his laurels and stop there. He actually went ahead and created another concept, Cowbird. And Cowbird opened up this past week, and the line was ridiculous. There were people going blocks and blocks ahead, hour, hour and a half before they even opened. And that is just truly amazing, and it doesn't stop there. Matt has an amazing heart, he loves passing on knowledge, and he loves giving back to his community. So what is he doing at Cowbird? At Cowbird, you can actually pre-purchase a meal for someone in need. They hang these receipts on the walls, and you can go ahead and purchase those meals and leave them there. So if someone is in need, if someone is just struggling, pride stops a lot of people from asking for help, and this is an amazing way to... Be able to receive help, keep your pride intact, and not feel ashamed of going through the struggle that you are. You just simply take one of those receipts, you bring it over, and they would provide a meal for you. It's it's great. It's like a take one, leave one type of thing. And I frankly, frankly, I think it's amazing. I love the fact that a small business, because as big of a name as Matt Horn is, he's still technically a small business owner. But I love seeing small businesses make such a huge impact in their communities. It oftentimes makes me wonder, why is it the big, giant conglomerates can't take a note out of books like this and uh, do the same thing? I understand there's economics behind it, there's financials behind it, but if the little guy can do it, shouldn't the big guy be able to keep up? That's that's just my opinion. What do I know? I, I rub butts and start fires for a living, but... Many shout outs and many blessings to Matt Horn and the entire crew over there at Horn Barbecue and now the <laughs> fastly growingly popular Cowbird. If you want to check them out, I'll have more information, some photos 
in the description below. But Matt, good on you, good on your team, and uh, thank you for all the amazing things you're doing in your community and in the barbecue community. Now onto a section that you typically don't get on barbecue-based podcasts, and that's not what this is. Remember, this is a news-based podcast on barbecue. It's a little bit of a difference. Hope you guys have been paying attention to the market and the business of barbecue lately. There have been a lot of major moves, such as Traeger acquiring Meter, which provides and creates the Meter Probe along with numerous other products. You have things such as Barbecue Guys getting acquired. You have Weber and other um, barbecue-focused companies going public, listing on their IPOs. There's a lot of acquisitions being made in the barbecue community these days, all right? You've got to remember, it is fun, but there's also a business, so you've got to figure out what side of this do you want to be on. I definitely love studying and watching the growth for many brands such as Masterbuilt, Weber, and so many more, your char growers. Things are shifting. Things are shifting to grow outside of just the backyard, but it's very important to remember backyard is where it started, but that's not where it has to stay. So keep that little tip in mind. So on my main channel, I get a lot of questions. I do a weekly Ask Me Anything, and I can never get through all of them. So I'm rolling some of those questions over, and we're going to enter the Q&A portion of the show. Let's get right into it. All right, first up, we've got an amazing question from KJ Hobb, and they ask, how do you find inspiration for new recipes and new techniques? This is one of my absolute favorite questions because it's how I started, and it's a very true and honest and genuine question. When you're trying to get into recipes and techniques, my answer is always the exact same. Find a culture opposite that of your own. Study the people and the people will then show you the food and the food will teach you the techniques. It's just sort of a whole thing. You can't just go right to the food without understanding sort of where it comes from, right? So if you're studying the culture, the people, then you'll understand the food a bit more. You'll understand why this particular culture may use what you may consider offcuts or throwaway pieces instead. And then you'll get to understand the techniques and begin to implement them in ways that you can use at home. That's one of my favorite things to do is dive headfirst into a culture and just completely become engulfed in it and work on my skill set, work on my flavor profiles. I love going out and trying new spices that I otherwise never would have known of or considered if I had not first studied the culture and the people. So hope that answers your question. All right. Next question we have coming from Lacey, who's asking, what are some staples that you must keep on hand? I like this question. And this is just reflective of me, of what I always keep on me if I'm traveling or visiting or just definitely have to make sure these never run out at home. I personally make sure I always have a set of very sharp knives. A dull knife is the most dangerous thing in the kitchen. Trust me, keep your knives sharp. There's a lot of companies and brands out there that'll sharpen them for you. Next up, have a very solid cutting board. You can get some with some rubber feet at the bottom so that they don't shift or you can use the whole cook hack of wetting some paper towels, sitting on the counter, then dropping your board on top of that, right? Next up, as far as flavors, I always keep smoked flaky salt, smoked coarse salt with me. Not all salt is created equal. That's a very big thing, and I don't think people are aware of that. Different salts need to be used for different techniques and for different meats and cooking, um, cooking processes, all right? 
Next, this is just really, really specific. I always make sure there's Mexican oregano in my house. I love, it's just so aromatic and potent and the, the taste that it brings to chimichurris and to sauces and anything. It's, it's just a must. I could go on and on and on, but that's always there. Also make sure I always have fresh rosemary. And that's extremely easy because I grow it in my backyard. It's very, very resilient. Nothing is going year round. I really have to do much to it. And it's always there when I need it. I don't think I could use enough of it to ever run out. It just keeps on coming back. And after that, get yourself a proper pan. Better yet, get yourself a proper cast iron skillet. Those things are resilient, they're durable, and they're not as intimidating to cook in as people would think. You've just got to practice, right? But that, for me personally, is what I would always keep on hand. All right, and we're going to wrap up this Q&A section with a question from CGOGO90s asked, from fridge to smoker or from fridge to room temperature to smoker? And that is a great question. I will answer it with another question. Would you take a steak right out of the fridge and toss it onto the fire? No, you, you, you shouldn't. And if you have or do, stop. Allow your meat to come up to room temperature just a little bit. What can you do? Personally, I'll take my meat out of the fridge. I'll let it set. While that's happening, I'll go start the fire on one of my smokers, buying myself some time, utilizing my time, properly or if you haven't yet trimmed your brisket perhaps use that time to trim it you do not want to trim a brisket at room temperature cutting into that fat is like cutting through a marshmallow or cutting through a ball of cotton it's it's very difficult it's, it's a pain knife's going to fight against you you can slip and cut yourself so that's my personal suggestion maybe you do something different but you ask the question i would personally allow your meat to come up to room temperature first a little bit before you toss it onto your smoker. And just one more thing, one more thing. If you put an abundant amount of cold, ice cold meat right out of the fridge in your smoker, it is gonna plummet the temperature of your smoker. And it's just, you're gonna have to use a lot more fuel. You're gonna be fighting it just to get it right back up. Whereas if you just let it set out five, 10, 15 minutes, nothing's gonna to happen to it. It's not gonna spoil, it's not gonna go bad. Just just trust me on this one. It will save you so much time, energy, and fuel during your cooks. All right, guys, that is it. That is the end of our news wrap up for this week in barbecue. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. And if you like what you hear, and even if you didn't, subscribe, share, tell someone, tell a buddy. And if I missed some news that you thought I should have mentioned or spoke on, please feel free to drop me a line at this week in barbecue at gmail.com or just shoot us a dm we're this week in barbecue on instagram and twib podcast on twitter follow us check out the website share this is going to be happening weekly i want to share some of the amazing things that happens in the barbecue community every day and uh, this is the summation of it this is what i enjoy i hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this news as much as i have enjoyed presenting it to you have an amazing day and i'll see you guys next week take care